0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking second half breakouts and stashes. Let's go! Jordan open, Chicago with the lead. Bryant to game. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. Here he Back out to Allen. History. Twice. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, I am your host Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Today we are talking the second half breakouts, stashes, and also some watch lists as well. And to help me out, I've got my boy Callum Mack. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing well as always, Mitchy. How are you going?
0: I'm hot, man. We are, we're currently right in the middle of a bit of a heat wave up here in (laughs) Brisbane. Uh, so we're sweating it out, uh, and not letting it stop us, uh, be enthusiastic about our fancy basketball.
1: That's it. I love the positive attitude. Um, it is damn hot though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we've had what, um, I think I was checking my phone and it was telling me that it felt like 41 degrees Celsius, uh, for much of today. It's nearly seven o'clock here and it's still like twenty nine degrees thirty degrees here in brisbane and it 's humid as well, which uh if anyone else is living in a humid climate you know that that 's uh even worse
1: yeah when you know you know
0: yeah yeah it's beach party time <laughs> that 's it uh, it'd be better if it was if we were at the beach, but unfortunately uh, still at work but let 's uh get stuck into some fantasy basketball we're coming up to the all star break is is not too far away, and the trade deadline is actually Uh, Maybe by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow morning, it will be a week away, one week counting down. Um, We are talking about players who potentially will benefit after the All-Star break, benefit after the trade deadline, who, uh, you know, you could call this a buy low kind of thing, or just players that we expect to um, be better than they have been in the first half of the season, in the second half of the season, and um, have a bit of a discussion point on whether or not we think that they're worth uh, adding and having on your roster right now, or if maybe they're just more of a watch and wait and see. Okay, so let's start off uh, probably with maybe one of the most contentious ones uh, that we'll discuss today, uh, talking a bit pre-recording. You might not necessarily agree with me here, Cal, and others might not necessarily agree with me, but I want to throw out De'Aaron Fox as a potential uh, second half, I don't know if you call it a breakout, bounce back uh, compared to what he's been doing um, this so far this season. Basically, my reasoning here is I don't know if he can do much worse than what he's done the first half of the season. There's potential moves and lots of things happening in Sacramento. Um, you know, Maybe he's on a different team after the trade deadline. We know last year he went crazy after the All-Star break and put up close to 28 points a game. So he's not someone that typically takes his foot off the gas, um, I just think that there's nowhere to go but up for Darren Fox personally. But what do you think, Cal? Do you agree, disagree? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, he, look like he's definitely probably more of a yeah, bounce back candidate, we we can call that. I'm not too sure of the writings on the wall. Um, I think they are kind of running through a few more plays through Tyrese Halliburton. He was obviously a rookie last season. Um, so just that I think it's just, just gonna be a, a, a bit of a negative in terms of the the play rate that he has and, and plays. Um, he, he, there is the trade question mark as well surrounding him. So whether that's, I guess it probably would be a net positive for most teams if it, if it is traded. Um, uh, but that's not really guaranteed. I honestly you could flip a coin on that. Um, with big trades like that, it's probably more likely it doesn't happen because he, he is a pretty big name. He's a young player. There would be a lot of people interested in him. Um, so for that reason, I think he, it's most likely he'll stay with Sacramento and he will be putting up somewhat similar stats, um, to what he's been put up this year. Uh, which is kind of frustrating because, look, he's down in assists from yep. last season, down in steals, um, yep. which is one of the reasons you've probably gotten down in points yep. um, as well. The three-throw percentage is, is slightly better on attempts um, and then also, I guess, percentage. So that's not hurting you as much, but but Still overall he's dropped down you. so yeah. much. And, and when you look at his overall rank, um, current rank 143 for someone with preseason rank of 25 is pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty worried.
0: Yeah, look, he, he was someone like... Oh, I'll put my hand up. He was one of my my guys at the start of the season. I was pretty hot on him and keen on him on a lot of punt, free throw, and threes, builds. And look, it definitely still boosts his value. He's still putting up 21, 4, and 5 with over a steal a game. It's still respectable numbers. He obviously has a lot of deficiencies and turnovers and the percentages and obviously doesn't give you many threes. Um, but I don't know. I, I I still think that he is someone that you need to have on your roster if you are punting threes and punting free throw percentage, he does take a huge jump up in value. So if, for example, he's someone that, uh, you know, the manager's getting worried about Tyrese Halliburton, he's been injured for a little while now, and he's just getting sick of, and, and you see that 140 next to his current rank on Yahoo, you uh, might be someone that you can grab uh, for a bit of a discount. He's going to still give you points and assists and, uh, you know, a decent number of steals as well. And, and I think that this is his flaw, really. Um, I don't see him dropping below 20 points per game on any team. I don't see him dropping below five assists a game on any team. He's, he's going to be doing this, if not better, in my opinion. So I just wanted to talk to him because I know I pumped him up in the preseason. I've obviously been disappointed. I've, I've, I've swung and I've missed on that one. But I still believe the talent is there, especially if we see change in scenery and he's a bit more rejuvenated in a, on, a, on a team that's not... Uh, the Sacramento Kings and has the longest uh, non-playoff streak in NBA. Uh, so let's go on to the next guy. We've got a bit of a string of a bit of a theme for these next four players. They're all going to be rookies. Okay, so a lot of the time we do see that second half. There was this like narrative of the rookie wall, which I don't know where that started. It's it's pretty bullshit in my opinion. It, especially in fantasy, we often see ask ask the All Star game the rookies value and their um, abilities to put fantasy stats up on the board increase so the first one we're talking here is Cade Cunningham what are your thoughts on Cade and what he can do in the second half of the year Cal?
1: Um, I'm pretty excited for him actually I I think this is a a good candidate for sure Um, he shouldn't prove he somewhat had a pretty slow start he even started um, I think it was a bit of an injury to start the season so he was missing a few games or something yeah something like that and they obviously were were playing it safe with him but he's um, he's been healthy for a while now. He've had that triple-double um, against Cleveland recently a few days ago. Yep. Um, he's, he's had some definitely some bright sparks as a 34-point game in there recently. Um, I, I'm pretty excited for him. I think he, he definitely should turn on. I think his field goal should probably come up when it starts to click a bit better. I'd also yep. expect his assist numbers to also come up. Um, him and the Killian Hayes, I guess, experiment. I'm not too sure how that's going to end, but it, it's very much he, he has the keys, and
0: uh, the, the play will go through him more more often than not. So yep. I think it's a good selection. I think um, I think what the most common theme that I see with all of these rookies, and especially the rookie guards, is as the season goes along, and after that All Star break, when they have a chance to stop, pause, reflect on the season, they get to the the Rising Stars challenge. They they're feeling a bit more refreshed, and and going down the stretch of the season two things you'll usually see. One, their field goal percentage will take a big leap, and two, their turnovers will usually come down. Now, for Cade, those are the biggest things that is diminishing his value. He is still the 89th ranked player, and he's averaging less than 40% field goal, and he's averaging three and a half turnovers. Like, that's pretty insane if you think about it. Um, You know, he's, what, 50 spots ahead of Darren Fox, and he's he's still got those deficiencies. So he is someone who's got a very fantasy-friendly game, Two threes, sixteen points, five and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, one and a half steals, essentially nearly a block, good free throw percentage. So if those, if that field goal even just comes up to like forty three percent, the turnovers come down to like three, like three or just less than three per game. You could see him potentially after the All Star break almost be a top fifty player, um, which I think is is realistic to expect. Uh, as he, you know, he's shown flashes, and I think it'll become more consistent, and we'll start to see those better games. Uh, more regularly in those bad games, less regularly. So I think um, if you could get him for someone, you know, maybe around the 80 to 90 spot, I I would be pulling the trigger because I expect him to improve uh, the second half of the season.
1: Yeah, and and look, the writing's actually on the wall. Um, The field goal from 39% has jumped up already to 42% over the past month. And and the turnovers have dropped from 3.5 down to 3 it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. He's turning it on, and, and you'd, you'd like to see that obviously progress in the same direction.
0: Yeah, obviously, if you've got a punt field goal percentage team, then you, you've not cared about that and you don't care about that for the whole season. But, um, you know, I don't think necessarily we were drafting Cade expecting to be a punt field goal percentage team. I think we expect his field goal to be better than what it is. Um, so there probably are a lot of managers out there that aren't necessarily or weren't trying to punt that category, and he's probably putting a huge drain on their their field goal at the moment. So, yeah. Um, uh, see if you can snag him up a, a bit cheaper than probably what he's going to finish the season. Let's uh, move on to the next rookie. Um, again, a lot of, lot of themes and, and anything here. Uh, we're talking Jalen Suggs, who has already started to pick things up since coming back from his injury. Uh, I'm, look, I'm very impressed with what I've seen from him the last couple of weeks and what he's been doing. Obviously, on the season, the rank looks terrible. 267th for the season. He started the year... Uh, pretty rubbish, to be honest. Um, pretty poor in both percentages and turnovers. The scoring wasn't really there at the start of the season, but he's picking it up. Lots of assists and steals recently as well, and he's actually a decent shot blocker as a guard as well. So I think, again, familiar story, field goal percentage, turnovers, um, and as a result of that, the threes and points also will increase. What What are your thoughts on Suggs? He was, are you as hot on him as Cade, or, or maybe not so much?
1: Um, I'm not as hot on Cade in terms of um him and his improvement and I guess the overall fantasy value.
0: Sorry, just but to I clarify do, I do see improvement there though. You're not as hot on Suggs compared to Cade, or you you're rather
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah okay. I, like I think I think Cade's got a, a better second half of the yeah, season yeah, than yeah, him yeah. in terms of yep. from where he started to where he'll end up. Yeah. Um Suggs, there's still probably a little bit of a learning curve, but but you do see the writing on the wall again. Um I mean thirty six percent for the season is pretty horrid. That's yeah. kind of why he's he is where he is um, at you know around the 270s kind of mark. Um, but he, in the past month, he shot about 42%. That's a huge jump. Um, probably a little bit limited games. I think he missed a few there. But outside of that, I, I'd expect the, pretty much everything to go up. I think like points, assists, um, and as you said, the field goal and the turnovers should be better. So similar story to K Cunningham. Um, we, we, we did kind of debate Suggs on and off as well as if we should drop him, if you shouldn't, I'd still I'd hold on to him. I think yep. he could have a pretty good end of season run.
0: Yeah, he was dropped in our ten team league, and I scooped him up, a, oh, maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago, and I'm pretty happy with that move so far. Pretty happy to hold him. Uh, for a little while and see how he goes. Um, the only th- really concern for me is the free throw percentage, but even that started to improve the last couple of weeks. So in the last two weeks, he's averaging 79% uh, on some decent attempts as well. On the season, that was uh, a bit closer down to 76%. So even just that 3% jump is huge for his value. Last two weeks, he's 149th per game. And I can definitely see that climbing closer to top 100 territory uh, post all-star break. That would be sort of how I would be evaluating him. Maybe 120 to be on the safer side. But definitely if he's on your waiver, I would uh, not hesitate to to grab him. Especially if you need those assist steals uh, and and maybe some some blocks from a guard position as well. Because he's he's definitely going to give you that. The percentages might not... Um, salvage as much as Cades, but I definitely still think they're going to improve from thirty six percent. And so that's something that if if you're not worrying about, like I, I'm punting field goal percentage, that's why I had no hesitation grabbing him once I saw a few good things from him. Um, then you can scoop him. Otherwise, maybe just see how you go, see if you can handle that that hit to your field goal percentage. Let's go on to the next guy. This guy I, I wanna I want to talk to you about. I know you like him. I'm less excited. I've I've never I've never been fully there. I I don't know. Jalen Jalen Green. Talk to me about Jalen Green and, and what you think about him and his second half of the season. Um I know he's on your, your dynasty roster as well, so I know you've got some vested interest in this man. Um what are your expectations for Jalen Green uh in the second half of the year?
1: Look I, I am holding strong. I, I still think he can put up a lot of points. And and that's kind of why I've kept him um, he's even gone a bit of a cool. He's, he's he's actually really kind of cooled off. He's had a pretty bad oh, month in yeah. the past thirty. I think days. that's an understatement. I'm, I'm looking at it now. He's over the past thirty days. He's the 389th player oh, in yeah. terms of rank, and he's putting up 30 minutes a game. So that uh, that's never a good sign, is it? 32 um, no. percent from the field, pretty pretty shocking. He doesn't give you assists. He hasn't really been giving you much um, counting stats in the, in the steals and blocks either. Yeah, the only real beneficial thing is the free throws. Um, so the question is, can, can he turn it on? Can he? St- step around the corner. I think he can, I've had him the whole season, but he has had some outbursts where he'll, you know, go in the twenties can, can have a 30 point game. Um, I'm, I'm hoping fingers crossed that it, it will happen, but if not, if it gets too close to the playoffs, um, he will be cut from my team. I'm just going to hold him until the playoffs and hopefully he'll show some signs. Um, cause I'm in the playoff run. I would probably say if you aren't in the playoffs, um, you may have dropped him already, but maybe it is time yeah. to pick up some other guys in the way of the wire because he, he, it's it's been pretty consistent. Unfortunately, yep. um, with what he's been doing, it's very sporadic. Um, he had the odd good game, but the net positive isn't quite there.
0: Yeah, I think I think the thing with me that makes me the least excited about Jalen Suggs compared to every one of these other rookies that we're going to talk about, and we've got one uh, more. J- Jalen to Green, sorry, Jalen Green. Um, to me, bloody Jalen's in this draft. Um, we, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think that there's. There's not enough other stuff, you know what I mean? Like Cade has the rebounds, assists, steals, um, you know, Suggs has got the assist, steals, and blocks. Jalen Jalen doesn't have that, do you know what I mean? He doesn't he doesn't give you high volume assists. He's you know only at half a steal a game on the season. 0.1 blocks, so literally zero there. Um, yeah, the free throw percentage is solid, but you know, 3.6 attempts is not enough to really move the needle. So if he's not scoring, and if he's not scoring somewhat efficiently, he doesn 't do a lot for you, so it's it 's much more of a gamble to add him and just hope that he figures it out so for me i 'm not ready like if i if I was in your position, I would have dropped him already, even though I know you 're in the playoff run. I think that you you might have missed other value that that have come along personally i 'm not as confident as Jalen Green. You know, quote unquote breaking out. He, he, he probably will improve like most rookies do. And I think he, he's going to get better, but I don't know if it's ever going to get to the point where this season we're adding him for redraft leagues in 10 and 12 team leagues. Personally, do, do you think it's going to like put aside your optimism because he's on your roster, but, but do you, do you actually think that it's going to be like something that you're going to have on your roster come playoff time?
1: Um, at this point, I, I think signs point to no. Okay, unfortunately. I think I think it will be cut. I did put a lot of stock in him, and I guess I'm somewhat being a bit stubborn now, and I, I'm holding on to him until the playoffs. But at this point, um, if Fan- I, if fantasy I managers time,
0: being being stubborn, what? No, that doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> look, I probably would have dropped him if I had some um, foresight into to what he was going to put up. I would have probably dropped him a couple of months ago. But look, here we are. I put some stock in there. I'll ride him out to the playoffs. Begin. Um, if he's not performing, he's gone.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. And just the last rookie that we're going to talk about, Josh Giddy. Okay. So here's another one. Again, the 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 thing with all these rookies, especially the rookie guards, is the percentages are rough, man, and they they always are, especially that first half of the season. Um, you have got the double hit with Giddy with the free throw percentage as well. The turnovers are poor. The field goal percentage, surprisingly, is actually the best out of all of these guys we've talked about at forty percent. So, um, but he's also taking fewer attempts than a lot of these guys. The good thing about Giddy, you get the rebounds, you get the assists, you're getting a steal per game. Um, So those are all looking solid. Um, We're going to talk about shutdowns in another podcast soon, but you've got someone like Shea Gilders-Alexander who's currently out injured uh, at least through to the All-Star break, maybe even longer. Um, So he's going to be given the keys, obviously, down the stretch. And uh, I can definitely see with those percentages and turnovers improving, uh, his ranking can improve uh, higher than the 173rd player that he is at the moment. And I think he definitely has to be rostered in every league. And he, and he is. He's 82% owned in, uh, in on Yahoo at the moment. What, what are your thoughts on Giddy uh, in the second half?
1: Um, I actually kind of like what, it, what he's put together so far. So there's something to be excited for. Um, I, I would say, he, even though his current rank for the whole season is 173, um, he fits a lot of builds um he can fit a punt field goal he can fit a punt three pointer um he can fit like the steals of the blocks as well so there's things there the three foot three percentage um is probably not a huge concern just because he's only shooting 1.3 three yeah. a game yeah so the attempts if, when you take that into consideration yes yeah. it's not that Good bad. Point. like you, you can really and any team could really hold on to that and it's Very not going to affect you too, yeah. too badly and when you have the um, you know, kind of average points, but the seven point six rebounds and the six point one assists is pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm pretty happy with that. You gets to steal a game as well. So based on those couple of categories, um, there's no way he should be on the waiver wire. So I, I I kinda classify him yeah. for most for particular builds to be like a probably a top 120 guy. Yeah. Um and and the, with the usage with Shea going out, um it could go one of two ways. Maybe his field goal will drop down a bit more. Um Shea obviously draws a lot of attention. I'm not too sure because I don't think Giddy is much of a scorer. I think um, I kind of like yeah. this fit with Shea. I'm not too sure if it will actually help him. Um, I think I'm looking stats. more
0: at the assists. I think the assists have a bit of room to go up um, with Shea out. If he's playing a bit more on ball and obviously they, they take a bit of a sharing in terms of ball handling duties. So I'm, I'm not necessarily like excited for his scoring to go up. Maybe he gets 12 or 13 points a game, but it's, it's those six assists potentially going to eight. Um, over the stretch, and, and then the rebounds getting to eight. So if he averages 12, eight, and eight with a steal and a three um, down the stretch, I think that's where I kind of see him uh, on the second half. And to me, especially if you're punting, well, with, without any punting, that's probably around like 100, 110. But if you're punting like the free throws and maybe the points, um, then he's, he's easily a top 75 player in, in that kind of punt build.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I was going to probably say more. He could be a top 100 guy. Yeah. Um, I think the yep. ceiling would be around that 75 mark if it really does click from.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I do like him. I think... Who, who would you rather have on your roster? I know it's tough with punt builds, but do you think a higher ceiling for Suggs or or Giddy for the second half?
1: Um, I'm probably going to go with Suggs. I kind of like what he brings a little bit more. A little bit more consistency as well. Um, yep. Suggs can hurt you on, on those off weeks with the field goal.
0: Yeah, jeez. Oh, I, I know I asked the question. I'm pretty close. I might... I might take Giddy just, but it's close. I'm flipping a coin there. I think they're pretty close. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. So the next little section we're going to do here, we're going to talk stashes. Um, you could probably have these players on your roster and just wait and see. We're only a week away from the trade deadline and after the trade deadline, you'll likely know whether or not you are going to hold on to these guys or not. Um, let's start over in Indiana. They're pretty obvious ones, but we want to talk about them anyway. Uh, Isaiah Jackson Jackson, and Goga Badatse. Now, Isaiah Jackson is the hot name at the moment. He recently uh, got his first career start, put up a huge game. I think he had 22, 10 and two or three blocks or something like that. He's... um. He's someone who I really like from uh, like a per-minute production kind of point of view, and he's now getting the minutes with um, Sabonis in protocols. Uh, we've got Goga, who's done his injured his foot. Miles Turner, I don't know what's going on with him, but he might not be back on this team. Even uh, someone like O'Shea Bichette is out. So there's literally no one else playing for this team right now, but... There might be a lot of moves at this trade deadline with, with Indiana. They're, they're one of the big team names floating out there. Um, so what are your thoughts on Isaiah Jackson um, and what are your expectations for him for the rest of the season post-trade deadline?
1: Um, I'm, I'm probably more high on him than I am for Gogo Bedace. Me too. Because um, I guess they're both similar in the fact that they, they'll give you the blocks, I think, is probably the yeah. main asset. Um, yeah. He's also had a really good field goal. When you look at what he's put up the past um, month or so, he's actually ranked about 150th, and that's just on... 1.4 blocks a game and about 56% shooting from the field, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, obviously the low turnovers is probably helping. Um, he is actually taking a surprising amount of free throws. Um, and not shooting too highly, so that's probably something to consider yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but outside, that, I'm probably more high on him than Bedard. Say, I-, I think as you mentioned, if there's a trade coming, he will get a lot of minutes. Um, and he could be one of those candidates because. Even on this, you know, about 150th rank, it's only in 14 minutes a game. Yeah, so the, yeah. the writing's on the wall for a bit of a... If there's minutes there... It, the, the thing is, in Indiana, end, they have so many pieces, I, I don't know if they can go for, like, a, an actual rebuild. Um, but if they do, this guy I'd definitely be looking at to pick up.
0: Yeah, I think... Yeah, it is. It's a weird spot because... So you've you, they've had a disappointing season. They've had the similar roster for a little while, um, and there's a lot of talks about them rebuilding. But like, are they rebuilding by trading Miles Turner and that's it, or are they rebuilding by trading Miles Turner, Karis LeVert, Sabonis, like, and just clearing shop? Because if they're clearing shop, then Isaiah Jackson is going to be an absolute must roster player, potential top seventy-five upside for the rest of the season, but. If they're just getting rid of Miles Turner and keeping Sabonis, then he's probably not going to be rosterable. You know, he's probably going to be stuck behind a Sabonis. He's going to, not going to have enough value. What I will say though is when this podcast comes out, there's going to be a week left to the trade deadline. Miles um, Turner, sorry, Gogo G- Badatse is out so is in health protocols, just add him. He has to be added right now, and you've got to wait and see what happens because in that time, he's going to have value with all those other guys out, so you're going to enjoy the value while it's there, and then you're going to be able to see what happens, and then you can make a more informed decision because um, all those trades will have happened. So I think I am going to label him a must-roster player because of the circumstances that he's in and how close we are to the trade deadline. I think he is probably the highest upside guy here that we're going to talk about uh, and I think his, he's a great NBA talent. He's a modern NBA. I think I'd agree with you. I prefer his upside over Goga Badatse because Goga's just a he's a bit more one-dimensional. And I think that if they are going to push more to this rebuild, they, they do want to see Isaiah Jackson play a bit more minutes because he's probably got higher upside in terms of real NBA uh, play, if that makes sense. So... It uh, looks like we're both Team uh, Ajax over Goga there. Let's go over to Houston, uh, where our favorite guy over there, our friend Shangoon, and I'm going to also talk about KJ Martin Jr. as a stash. Talk to me, B. I'll throw it over to you. Which one do you want to talk about first, and uh, what are your thoughts about these guys?
1: Uh, look, I'll go to Shangoon first because, of course, you will. Rest, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's been on our rest of the whole year I mean he has been a stash for me you're a patient uh, man Cal I'll tell you that look uh, he's he's pretty much the same as Jalen Green um, yeah. I don't know why he's not getting the minutes it sucks for the, for the season um, he's about 18 minutes a game and even if you look in the past month it's it's 15 minutes a game so it's just kind of like yeah, I don't know what's going him. on he's just not really getting the minutes yeah. I know he can be a beast if he does um, there hasn't really been any, any true injuries to get him in, into the like starting lineup, yep. he's always coming off the bench. Um, yep. he, he does have bright sparks. A few days ago, when he did get minutes, it was you know fourteen points, five rebounds, three blocks. Yeah, in twenty four um, that, minutes, pretty solid. But didn't even I, shoot I, the ball well. Didn't shoot the ball well. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So um, he's got
0: more upside than than what he showed. Yeah, but I, I'm starting to give up on um
1: on Shangoon. Him versus KJ Martin, um, I'd probably still. He's probably got a, obviously got a higher upside. So in yeah. terms of stashing, I would be higher on him. I think KJ. Yeah. I mean, he kind of came out last year. Um, he had a, the odd hot game here and there to get some minutes, but he,
0: he had a pretty solid end to the year last year, if I remember correctly. Um, with a few guys out um, down the stretch, uh, I was expecting yeah, but him they to play going full tank mode. Which
1: obviously they're probably going to do again. Yeah, I was going to say season.
0: <laughs> they're, they're, they're definitely one of the teams in line to to go full tank mode, and um, I think that they are very. They're trying to be very active in the trade deadline market. Look, I'll say this about um, Shangoon. We both we both love his statistical translation coming out of um, uh, Turkey. He is someone that is we always talk about the per minute producers. When he gets minutes, he puts up stats. The one thing I will say about Shangri and I did I did highlight this when we were talking about the the draft processes, I don't know about his I don't know about his style of play uh, in terms of he's he's a back to the basket big. He's like a post player. But he's six foot nine. He's not super athletic, and and I'm I'm the, the more I watch him, the more I'm concerned about that style of play being successful in the NBA, and for teams wanting to wanting to lean into that kind of style of play. That's not to say that if he gets min, if he gets minutes, he's still going to put up fantasy stats. And so that's that's not the question. It's just whether or not the coaching staff are going to want to give him minutes over a, a Christian Wood. Um, I, I think it would require. It it definitely would require at this stage a Christian Wood trade or a Christian Wood shutdown for Sengun to get the value. If if Christian Wood's healthy, I don't think that they're putting Sengun out there for twenty five plus minutes a game. I, I just don't see it happening this year, unless Wood is out of the equation. Would Would you agree, or is there a Do you think there's a way that they can play together down the stretch? What What are, you, what are your thoughts there? No,
1: not really. I'm I'm probably banking on a Wood trade, and and there has been some hype around that. Um, he yeah. definitely is on the market if the trade happens um, he definitely I, I'd snatch him up straight away yeah um, but for now I think it's unlikely yeah. sadly and, and, and he is just getting attacked on the defensive end which is impacting his yeah. minutes um, it's just like in that switch rotation he'll, he'll start guarding a guard on the perimeter and, and they just burn him every time. And yeah, unfortunately that's probably his downfall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's got excellent basketball smarts. He's a, he's a terrific passer. Uh, he pulls out this, like just these great moves uh, every so often. But yeah, um, the more I watch him, cause I, again, I, I drafted him in our dynasty league. Uh, very excited. I got him a pick seven. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, so not, not a huge bus if it doesn't work out, but. Uh, yeah, just just a little bit skeptical and a little bit down on Sengun compared to how I was preseason. And the more I've watched him, the more I'm sort of questioning that. Uh, let's talk KJ Martin Jr. because I think he is someone who, if we see a move with like an Eric Gordon or or, or even like a Jay Sean Tate or someone like that, KJ Martin is very young still, um, and he's another good permanent producer. Probably not the most exciting player but he's going to give you very solid percentages uh, solid rebounds for a small forward player uh, maybe a steal a block per game or, or close to low turnovers he'll be a very fantasy rankings friendly player um, and I think that he is someone that could be and I would I would I would go to say more likely to get more minutes down the stretch um, so I, I feel like he's a safer bet to improve but not the upside that shangun has uh, would be my evaluation of him. Yeah,
1: I'd 100% agree. Um, The counting stuff is there, and the minutes seem to be in his favor, so...
0: Let's, let's move on to our last segment uh, of the podcast today, and that is uh, talking about some guys who have the high upside, but we're less confident in them getting the minutes. Uh, and, and maybe they're not like a stash ad, but maybe more of a watch list kind of guy. Or if you've got garbage on the end of the bench, then sure, you can, you can see how you go and hold them for a week and see how the trade deadline shapes out. But I want to highlight a few big guys first. We're talking Jackson Hayes, Isaiah Hartenstein, And Daniel Gafford. I'll start with Daniel Gafford first, because just today, uh, Thomas Bryant went down and injured his ankle. Um, You know, Gafford was a player that had value at the start of the season, because he was playing, obviously, without Bryant. He was starting. And then, all of a sudden, Bryant comes back, and Gafford goes to the bench and basically doesn't play. So, does this injury to Thomas Bryant open up the minutes back for Gafford? How long was Thomas Bryant out? Are they going to continue doing this three-centre rotation or what the go is? I don't know, but I think that Gafford is a good, again, permanent producer, and with the injury to Bryant, I, I would like to just see how that all plays out. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on Gafford and, and any of the other bigs that I mentioned before?
1: Um, f- firstly, with Gafford, um, yeah, it's been really disappointing. We didn't. I didn't think he'd fall
0: down as he has with the return of uh, Bryant. So it's so dumb. The, the injury He's is good. a question mark. Yeah. He's such. Um, he's sure. their best player. He's their best center on that roster, in my opinion. I think he's better than Harold and Bryant, personally.
1: Yeah, like definitely on a defensive end. I, yeah. I think he would be. Um, he's got a bit of a rim runner as well. So a great field goal. But it's pretty crazy in the past fourteen days, which um, obviously Thomas Bryant, Montrez Harold um, are getting minutes. Yeah. Daniel Gafford's averaged ten minutes a game. Yeah. He's um, recently in, been pushed out days. of the rotation. I'm pretty sure. It, exactly. So it's pretty. Like um, I can imagine a lot of people have been dropping in. He's still fifty three percent rusted. It's probably a bit bit much, but I guess with the news of Thomas Bryant, um, I'm not too sure how serious it is. But there is some hope there for um, fantasy owners.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. Like, and, and even in twenty, literally twenty minutes a game, he's the hundred eighth ranked player, and that's the, on the back of that big field goal percentage, the huge block numbers, and and, and solid rebounds as well. Um, obviously, if you're punting uh, threes, he he gets another big boost in value. So. It's it's interesting to see how it's how it's all going to shape out, and maybe maybe one of them is traded at the trade deadline, and it opens minutes back up for him. So he is someone that if you've got trash in your waiver wire, you need some blocks. I wouldn't mind taking a punt on Gafford and just seeing how it shakes out, and then if it doesn't, you just drop him again. Uh, let's talk. I want to talk about Jackson Hayes, who started the last couple of games next to Jonas Valanciunas. Um, he's a guy that I've sort of had my eye on for a little while, but after the the Valanciunas trade, I sort of thought that. Maybe the New Orleans weren't as keen on him as I thought they were. I thought he might have been able to take over uh, Stephen Adams' role when he was on the roster, but, of course, that trade made that not the case. But now he's starting next to him. What do you think about Jackson Hayes uh, and, and any potential value um, for the second half of the year?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's um, definitely worth highlighting because, as you said, he has been starting. The minutes are there. Um, over the past 14 days, it's gone up to about 20 minutes a game. Um, great percentages, actually. Yeah. 70% from the field. Um, I'm not, and I, I guess with the whole Zion thing, no one really knows what's happening there. So I, I don't, maybe, think maybe he's like, Honestly, yeah, don't think it's playing. Honestly, don't think it's playing. Me neither. Um, and then even Brendan Ingram's kind of on the market to some degree. Uh, there could be a trade there. So I, um, I kind of like the potential. Um, I wouldn't go screaming and picking him up now, but yeah, um, it, you could potentially stash him. Um, yeah. the writing is kind of on the wall. Uh, if they go full tank mode, I'd be picking them up.
0: Yeah. See, they're, they're also at that awkward period where they're like, they, they, if they wanted to, they could try and maybe push for that 10th spot, get into the in, or they could go the other way. So it really depends on where they're sitting at and what they try to do. Um, the other thing is that I think in the last two games we started, uh, uh, Josh Hart hasn't been playing. Uh, so sometimes maybe he'll start at the, the three and that might push Brendan Ingram to the four or, or, or whatever the case may be. And, and, so there's there's a few things that doesn't get me overly hopeful. Again, he's not the worst ad, but I'm probably less convinced that his minutes are going to stick than than some of these other guys that we've mentioned before. And the last guy here, Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, another three-center rotation over in Clipperland. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they're making any noise, especially with Paul George, potentially out for the season. So I don't know if they're going to start to tank. Right now, they're in the playing in tournament. Um, but Sergio Barker... Uh, Avisa Zubats, I don't know, they haven't been as good to me as Hardenstein. so there's been moments where Hardenstein's looked like he's going to crack in and, and become the starter, there's been moments where he's been out of the rotation, so uh, what are your thoughts on, on him maybe cracking the rotation and, and potentially pushing for the starting spot on the second half?
1: Um, I actually like Hardenstein probably over the other couple in Gaffet and, yeah, okay. and Hayes, just because I think this Clippers team probably will go for a full tank. I think the writings in the wall there; the two stars are gone. I think he will get minutes. He started to get a few more minutes in the past couple of weeks, and 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 not only that, but he's also somewhat had a pretty consistent role the whole season. Yeah. The one question mark, I guess, is it Bucker and Serge has had trade rumors going around him as well, so he could potentially be off the team. Buyout rumors, um, I think, or as they well. could just rest him as well. Yeah, buyout or or even the shutdown as yeah. well. Like he's an old guy. Maybe they just yeah. maybe keep him and try and. Get him healthy for the next season. So, for all of those reasons, um, I think this guy probably does have a fair bit of upside. So, Hartenstein, I would add to my watch list.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think I think we're in agreement. I I do. Of these last three big guys, I I think that his upside is probably the highest, and I think that there is probably a good pathway for that happening uh, with all the reasons that you outlined there. So uh, the two Isaiahs, Isaiah Jackson and Isaiah Hartenstein, are probably uh, our two big stashes or watches uh, leading into the trade deadline and into the second half of the season. Um, Alright, we're going to leave it there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked this content, like the video, the podcast, make sure you go over to YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, get the likes going, and drop a comment uh, down below if you have any questions about your fantasy team, any questions about trade rumors and and the trade deadline coming up, uh, and the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, Make sure you give us a rating over on Apple uh, Podcasts, and make sure that you are subscribed, and hit that notification bell so you can get notified when our videos drop. Uh, Until next time. Catch you later. Bye.